now and forevermore. For if not for God, where shall we be? If you open yourself up to the reality of life, it becomes clear to you that it's not by power, it's not by might, but by his spirit of love. That he has kept us to have the privilege to even sing unto him today, to celebrate him, to have what it takes to even come into his presence. And so we honor him for that. We appreciate him for giving us that opportunity. May the name of the Lord be glorified forevermore in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Today we celebrate the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. The church celebrates this singular family not just because of their uniqueness, but because it stands out as a prototype or the type of family God instituted. This family today is being celebrated not because of the flamboyance of things they have had in their life, not because they registered success according to the world standard, not a family that was known for, you know, accumulation of material wealth. The Holy Family was not known for anything outstanding according to the standard of the world of today. The Holy Family is being celebrated for one singular thing. That despite that there was nothing so beautiful about this family in terms of materiality, in terms of the standards of this world, this family fulfilled the fullness of the purpose of God. It's because this family fulfilled the mind of God. This family were able to allow themselves to register the heart of God in the image God has created for family. And we must identify that. We must recognize that. Mary and Joseph, not because their marriage was pleasant and sweet. Their interest was not about their own personal agenda. In, the, in, that, in that family, their agenda or their interest was the will of God to be bettered. The agenda of God to come to pass. They cooperated with God. You can imagine a family where Jesus, who is the son of God, was born not in America, not in Britain. He was not born into a country where the citizenship of that country is considered high. He was born not even in a notable hospital in Israel. He was not born under a doctor that is to be reckoned with. He was born under a doctor of what? Cows and sheep. They said when he was born in the manger, the weather was so cold. It was the cows that came with their nose close to the body of Jesus. And as they were breathing out their air, they were warming the body of Jesus. Because the cold was so much. Where he was born was not a favorable place. I don't think in our generation whether any human being had been born in that kind of place. You see? But why are we celebrating someone who was born in that kind of place? Why? If it was happening in our own time today, we would say that family is a cursed family. How can there not be no place at all except in, the, in a place where cows have messed up with their excreta and peace everywhere smelling? 
but we are celebrating them not because of the physicality of their existence, but because they struggled with God. They fulfilled purpose. They were in the plan of God. They responded to the demand of God as it pertains to family. Because the origin of family is from the heart of God himself. Man did not demand for family. Adam didn't say, oh God, may you create family for me. No, it was God himself who saw man and said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helpmate. It was God, God's own you know, uh, uh, initiative, if you like. It was God himself who said, let, us, let me make man my own image and likeness. And say, let me make a help made to man. And after that, the Bible said, he blessed them and said to them, increase and multiply. Everything was God's initiative. And God is straight because God has a plan. And we must understand that. Marriage is not for pleasure. Marriage is not for personal aggrandizement. Marriage is an infrastructure that bears the will of God on earth. Marriage is what? An infrastructure that what? That bears the will and the purpose of God on earth. And so that's why today as we reflect, we begin to examine our own families. As we have our families running right now, is my family for my personal glory? Is my family for my own personal image? Or is my family part of the agenda of God? Is the purpose of God, the will of God, bettered in my family? That is what the church is asking us to reflect on today. When we reflect on the life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, you will see that the will of God was bettered in that family. Perfectly well. And today, we are beneficiaries of what was bettered in the family of Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Just imagine if they did not cooperate with the purpose of God. All of us today who are benefiting from the graces and the blessings of the salvation that came from Christ would have reached us. We will still be plunged into darkness, living a hopeless life, waiting for the day we shall be completely annihilated in eternal damnation. But because this family cooperated, even though they didn't have the basics of life as we see today, we are beneficiaries of the glory of God, the mercies of God, the blessings of God, the protections of God, and all that God has bequeathed to us through the person of the Christ. They suffer terribly. So God is the originator of marriage. Who owns marriage? is not the man. Who owns marriage? is not the woman. Who owns marriage? It is God. God gave you this infrastructure and asked you, please, can you help me extend my kingdom to your own living as humans on earth? It's not your personal property. That's why you cannot say, I will do it the way I like. If the way you are going to do it that you like is not in line with God, you are using the very instrument God gave you to fight uh, God. May there not be a portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So, family is God's reliable conduit through which God transfers heritage from generation to generation. I take it again. Family is God's reliable conduit through which God transfers heritages from generation to generation. And for that family to be able to communicate this heritage, that family must be in alignment with God. That family must be serving the very purpose for which it was created. And so one of the ways you can allow your family to be blessed 
is to always align with God in your marriage. Align with God in your home. Align with God in your family. And that is why as Christians, when we come to church, as parents, as husbands and wives, we'll be op- we open ourselves up to God. Oh God, what do you want me to do in my family? Why, what is the reason why you gave me the kind of wife you gave me? What is the reason why you gave me the kind of husband you gave me? God, these children, you have given them to me. It's not your children. The Bible says children are blessings from the Lord. They are coming on assignment. You are supposed to ask God, why did you give me John? Why did you give me Peter? Why did you give me Nkechi? What's the purpose of this child? Check. Mary knew who Jesus was going to be. Elizabeth knew who John was going to be. Anna knew who Samuel was going to be. The mother of Samson knew who Samson was going to be. Why is it that in our own generation, when children are given to us, we don't know who they are? We don't know who our children are. Then we'll look around and say, oh, we'll see other children, how they are going to school. We'll say, oh, yeah, go to school too. We'll say, oh, go, I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be this. Is that what God told you? You're not running his own affair according to your own purpose. That's why this crisis is everywhere. Because children that are coming on assignment that parents were not able to parent them to discover their destiny, force them into a different type of life, and there's crisis, the person is there, is not fulfilled. You find a medical doctor, well-educated, sound in his area of medicine, all of a sudden, one day in office, he hangs himself. He has money, he has family, he has everything he's back and call, but he kills himself. Why? He is struggling with his destiny. One destiny is calling him, he's operating somewhere. And though, so there's no alignment in his life. You see how the world has been able to destroy, you know, family from the onset. And that's why as Christians, we don't do things the way we like. We don't copy from the world. We listen to God. That is why on, after you have done your traditional wedding, you come to church, we sacramentalize your marriage. What is a sacrament? People of God, what is sacrament? Can you say it? Everybody, I want to say it loud and clear. Let me hear you. An outward sign of an what? Inward grace. Grace is from where? Huh? What is grace? Unmerited favor. Is that all? Unmerited favor of what? Of God. <laughs> I like the way you're just responding. This one is called cut and nail, eh? Or made the favor of God. Chicken, huh? No. Grace is not just or made the favor. Yes, it's a favor we receive from God unmeritedly, but grace is God's physical presence in any reality where he's placed. Grace is God at work in any entity, be it human or inanimate object. When we bless holy water, grace has entered. When we bless marriage, grace has entered. And that grace is coming to make sure that you are in alignment with God. That the reason for your existence will not be contrary to his purpose and, and his plans. So on that day when you were wedded and then the priest blessed your marriage, your marriage was sacramentalized. That means there was a pipe connecting your marriage to God. So that anything that this marriage does is powered by God. So for you to be focused and fulfill the purpose of God. Shout the big Amen. So as long as that family is connected to God, divine heritages, unprecedented blessings, favors of God, 
the hand of God will be involved in that family. I tell you. And they say a family that prays together, stays together. Through prayer, they assess unforeseen realities of grace at work in the family. When God wants to bless a nation, he sends a child with a destiny inside that child. As the child comes to the family, as the parents detect that, that, that child and trains that child in the path of God, that child grows and be a blessing to the nations. As long as the family is connected to God, they will know the children God has given to them. I think I was sharing with some people when we had our Bible class of a woman who came here. Okay, they came for a retreat program here, a group of people from one parish. And then I began to talk about the office of parenting. That is different between being a mother and father and then the office of parenting. That's the office where from the time a child comes to your life, you begin to raise them. You ask God questions. God will give you flashes of who this child is. And then you begin to help that child grow in alignment with what God has shown you in that child's life. That's parenting. So that whatever happens in the life of that child, you are are not a bankrupt of it. You are well informed. I know who this child is. God told me. I know where this child is going to. You support that child. And so I said, Christians, this is how God is raising us, but we have bastard that, that office. Parents don't know, know, know who their children know who their children are. So while I was teaching her extensively on this, I just gave you a, a pericope of what I was teaching. One woman that was among them started crying profusely. I was distracted by her tears. And they sent her here. So I managed to keep myself focused so I don't get distracted. I didn't want to ask her what's the problem. But as I finished and the interactive session was put in place, before you know it, her hands was up. He said, Father, I must confess. I must confess. And she started crying more and more. And after she has cried, I told her, please, oh yeah, cry now. Let the tears come out. After, put yourself together and tell us what is the problem. She said, Father, I have four girls. And I cried to God to give me a son. I cried for years. At the point one day, I said, God, if you give me a son, I will give him to you. Let it be on record that I have a male child for your own glory. It's not about me now having a male child because I don't have a male child. I want to be part of your agenda. Give me a male child. Within three months, she said she took him. Now she has a male child. A super intelligent boy. In school, he was breaking record. He finished his primary school, secondary school. The mother said, go to invest in small. Because now she was contending with, should I allow this child to take the part of God, which I have promised God already? So she said, Go to university. The guy went to university, broke record, came back, went to the US, broke record, came back. When he came back, he said, My son, I'm not looking for a job. He said, My heart is to be a priest. Now, from that moment, the woman said it vividly that she began to frustrate everything that will ever make that boy join the priesthood. And that she knows that her conscience is fighting her for what she's doing. Because God keeps reminding her, you say the word, there was a vow you, you laid before my altar. Why are you fighting a vow? She said she kept a deaf ear to that voice. And kept telling my son, go and look for a job. She herself too is looking for a job for the son. Even when job comes, the boy will turn it down. 
Say, mommy, allow me. This is what you I want to be. You will be in church. Somebody went to US, finished his degree, first degree there, finished his master's, six comes back home to Africa, and he's still thinking of prayer, 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 prayer all the time. Sometimes she said, I will be cajoling myself and say, You went to US, you are behaving as if you never crossed the shores of this country. He said, Mommy, this is my life. My heart is calling me to be a priest. The woman said she never wanted told him what she prayed the day she was crying to God for a son. That each time the boy says that thing, there's something that resonates in her heart. That that's what the prayer she made. And now they came again. And I began to talk about destiny in line with parenting. And she said, God has arrested me. Father, what am I to do? I said, go and pay your vows to the Lord. That child doesn't belong to you. He said, Father, the boy now is close to 40 years old. I said, why are you frustrating his life? He cannot become that which you want to be. Because there was some agreement with him in God's heart before he came here. Shout a big amen. amen. You see how even sometimes we, who are supposed to be the institution of God's agenda, ends up frustrating his agenda. So today we are celebrating the Holy Family. is also, also reflect again, are we part of God's agenda? How are we cooperating with God in betting his purposes and his wills? Our children, how do we see them? Are we seeing them as our own personal property? And you determine their destiny? You want them about what you want? And so you can brag with people, look at my sons, look at my children. Yes, they are this, they are this, they are that. Is that what God wants them to be? As long as they are with you, yes, they will obey you. But are they happy with the call of their hearts? Mary and Joseph cooperated with Jesus, even though it was not an easy journey. When he got lost for three days, they searched for him. They searched for him dearly. Oh God, he gave us a son. Now he's lost. How can we account for this lost child? They wept. And after three days, they found him in the temple somewhere, arguing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they called upon us, Jesus, why did you torment us this way? He said, don't you know I must be what? About my father's business? At the age of 10, the child really knows why he was here. Parents, we need to understand this. The fullness of parenting is that you help your children pass the path of their destiny. Not just the accolades of life. Not just certificates. Yes, certificates are very good to arm them. But at the end of it all, the call of destiny is paramount. The call of destiny is paramount. Don't stand against your son or daughter who discovers her destiny and you start forcing her to become that which you want. Is it your own agenda you are building or the agenda of God? And after that, Jesus followed them. At the age of 30, when Jesus began his ministry, trouble upon trouble every day. They were reporting to Mary, go and talk to your son. But Mary already knows from what Simeon said today. He said, woman, this your son is set. For what? For the rise and the fall of many in Israel. So Mary knew that Katakata don't So when the report was coming, he, she was remembering the prophets of Simeon. This my son, on account of him, men will rise. This my son, on account of him, men will go down the drain. And on account of this, he said, the sword shall pierce your own soul. My dear people of God, as a parent, swords will pierce your soul. As long as you occupy the office of parenting, swords will pierce your soul. Now, some of you even feel the pain, small, small. You don't even care about yourself again. Everything is children, 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 children. 
On top of that, as even as you take care of your children, sometimes they don't even appreciate you. You feel so empty because you are making your flesh and blood every day to feed them, to pay school fees, to take them to the hospital, and to give all the cares. The pressure on you is so high. But you know what? As you do that diligently, in line with God's word and faith, you will never go unrewarded. I say you will never go unrewarded. That is why you don't regret whatever you exercise in your office to give quality life and direction to your children in accordance with the purpose of God in their lives. And so on this day, as the Lord is unveiling to us the gift of family, that family is a sacred thing. Family is holy. Family is erected for God's own agenda. We must cooperate with God to keep the family holy. We must keep the family separated. Especially families that have been blessed by God in the church. A family that have been sacramentalized. That means that this family is living and being powered by the presence of God. We must discipline ourselves to cooperate with God. Shout a big amen. amen. I say shout a big amen. amen. That's why today, heaven is laid ajar to pour out grace unprecedentedly upon families. To renew their strength, to renew their grace, so that the agenda of God, which God has intended from eternity, will come to pass. And God will bring that to pass in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's on account of this that we're going to be playing, praying for certain families. Not all, but at least we're going to point one or two families, futures in families, we're going to pray for that God, in His grace, will bring them into alignment. About 10 of them. The first family we're going to pray for is the struggling families. Families who are struggling to have the basic necessities of life. The devil has used that to put them in shambles. Families who are struggling to eat. Families are struggling to find water to drink, to have clothing. And above all, families are struggling to have shelter. On this day, we pray, oh God, that such families will receive the attention of heaven. That will intervene in their lives, especially these families that love you, Christian families that love you, that want to stand by you. Oh, Heavenly Father, visitation upon their life in the name of Jesus Christ. May you create open doors for them. May they find favor with men who have the way without. May you uplift these families. May you console them. May they not deny their God on account of hardship. May they not give up on their faith on account of the pains they pass through. Some parents have given up. They don't know what to do anymore because of hardship, because of difficulty, because of hunger. Some of them, they go to bed, no food. Some of them come back home. You know, I heard one man on TikTok, he was saying something. He said, when you see parents and they eat food and they have some leftover, it's not because they are satisfied. That they have the leftover and they leave it to see if the children will come and eat. That that's how they gauge whether the family fed well or not. And so when they give the food and the children say, Daddy, no, 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 oh, they now know, oh, they ate well. But even though they are still hungry, they made a sacrifice in case they didn't have enough. I hear my argument. And so for such families, oh God, supply for them. Amen. Oh God, visit them. As your eyes is focused on families today, oh Heavenly Father, the struggling families of our time, Christian families of our time, that are beset by hunger, by hardship, by confusion, 
by pains of different types. Oh God, may intervene in their life in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for never successful families. They toil and toil and toil and toil and toil. But never register reasonable success. It's one story or the other. All the time, what garrison this family is stories upon stories. Unpleasant stories. From one, as one episode is ending, another one is coming. And these stories are not testimonies. These stories are bitter stories. These stories are stories that are like the one of uh, uh, this woman of, in Israel that went to the foreign land and lost her two sons. Naomi lost her son, lost her husband and came back. And when they called her, Naomi said, Don't come in, Naomi, come in, Mara, mean bitterness. Her story was a bitter one. So we pray for such families on this day. As many of them who are connected to us by blood or by faith, that through our sacrifice and the prayers of today, divine intervention shall be registered in their life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That God will help these families wipe away all the negative stories. That episode of negative stories will end in those families in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That our prayers will be heard, that new stories will emerge in such families. Stories of sickness will go. Stories of violence will go. Stories of losing a loved one will go. Stories of necessary syndrome will go. Stories of nobody helping them will go. On this day, we pray from our hearts in faith that there will be what? And a, a new vista that will clothe these families. As many of them who are connected to you, connected to me, by faith, by blood. On this day, we decree and we declare that the Lord will change their stories and they shall have healthy testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for families that are far away from the agenda of God. Far away from the purpose of God and the plans of God. We pray for families that the devil has cut down for himself. Those families that the devil has claimed ownership of. On account of that, he determines what happens in that, in that family. He determines their happiness. He determines their joy. He determines whatever happens. And the devil has nothing good to offer. He has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. There are families that you will see. Once you step into that family, you know there's something wrong. Most people, when they want to get married, they will say, go and ask about that family. What is the story about that family? Is this family a good family? Is it a bad family? Why should any family be bad at all at all? On account of this day, by the grace of God that is being poured out all over the world, as the church honors the family of Joseph and Mary, may such families receive divine visitation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That that family will be reconnected back to God again. That the energy that powers this family may not be demonic energies anymore, witchcraft energy anymore, occultic energies anymore. Any inherited devilish bondage and inheritance that have kept this family in darkness, in perpetual distress and pain, on this day we decree and declare that such families will receive divine deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Any of them that we know, there are families that we know. We can't help them, but we can pray for them. On this day, we pray the light of God. We visit such families. And they will be connected back to God. And the purpose of that family, according to God's agenda, will be established in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shout a bigger amen. amen. We pray for frustrated families. Those who have given up on God. 
those who have given up on man. On account of the circumstances around them, they are frustrated. Their parents are frustrated. On account of that, they ask their children, anything you like to do, go and do. Whether it's a good story or a bad story, just go and survive on your own. They have given up. They have given up. If we talk to them and say, well, this thing you're doing is not right, they say, Father, oh, what is again? We are tired. All we just need now to survive, whether good or bad. No, that's not God's plan for families. And so we pray for such families today. That as many are frustrated families who have given up their hope in God and their hope even in human help, that on this day, something will happen. God will touch their hearts, especially the parents. Give them hope again. What the Bible calls the living hope. Extend to their children and bring them back together. Because God says, my sheep I'll bring to myself. They know me and they shall follow me. May Jesus step in such families and heal them of this frustration, of this rascality, and bring peace to that family in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for families that specifically are under curses. Families that are under spells. Spells that have been inherited from their forefathers. And these spells and curses consistently continue to make life difficult for them. It starts with even making their Christian faith so shabby. You know, sometimes when you see some Catholics or some Christians, it's not because they just like what they're doing. They take the things of faith lightly. Prayer doesn't make sense to them. See, for God, is no longer an issue for them. For them, it's foolishness. You may be thinking the person is the one making that decision. Hey, sorry, the person is under a spell. It has been decreed that he will never serve God righteously. And the person is responding to an energy that even he's not aware of. And he says his life is so shabby, so superficial. No passion for God, no zeal for God, no direction towards the things of God. Such families are under spells. The devil has marked and said, this one, you can never go beyond his limit. As, he's, as he controls their spiritual life, he controls even their finances. And say, anyone who crosses this financial level will be frustrated. One trouble or the other will come into your life. But because we are not forensic and we are not discerning enough, we think it's the challenges of life, you know? We call it, I'm just having a challenge, my challenge, my challenge. It's not a challenge. It's a well-programmed attack upon your life. And that's why we pray. When we pray, we, re- we raise energies that goes into these dimensions and is able to nullify the things that the enemy has cooked in that family for ages. So on account of that, families that carry curses, spells, limitations, demonic embargoes on this day, we decree and declare by the power of the you can see Jesus was celebrating here. May they receive their liberty in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That any conflict that have been put upon their life on account of de- no demons and false gods, they will receive liberation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The light of God will shine upon them, breaking every curse, breaking every spell. Sometimes these curses, you know, they manifest in form of sickness. They say in our family, diabetes runs in our family. Eh? Eh? Oh, uh, hypertension runs in our family. My grandfather died of hypertension. My father died of hypertension. Myself now, it's like I have it also. It's in, in our family. It's in our bloodline. As if it's a heritage. Is it a good heritage? No. Oh, in our family, once you are 50 years, you know that you have lived the highest. You are going to die. These are curses. These are spells. In our family, oh, any woman who marries, after 10 years in marriage, the marriage must collapse. 
after 10 years, you will see them, they start coming back home again. You know, they have, they have loved their husband. Whether case, there was case or not, they break up in their marriages. It's a curse. It's a demonic embargo. The devil knows that her family is a conduit through which heritages are transmitted. So he attacks divine heritages of God in families. Such family history. Today, we bring it to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As men of sick in different dimensions, and you feel it's a family heritage under the sound of my voice, I declare and declare that the hold of that sickness that has been insistent in your life, you are under God's You feel that it's a family sickness. From this day, we change the record in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As Jesus healed the sick, today his hand is stretched to heal every inherited native bondage of sicknesses of bodies of infirmities in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By his wounds are healed. 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 We pray for families that have no vision. Families that have no vision. Families that have no vision. For lack of words, vision, lack of track prospects, lack of, you know, the road map in their life. And on this day, the Holy Spirit, when you pray to the house of parents and the children that God has given to as heritage, the road map that God has given for them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, yeah. that they will receive the light of God's direction again. And as they pray, they say, Oh Lord, your word is a lamp unto my path. And the world is a light unto my steps. On this day, insights, divine insights, divine direction, divine control will come upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every step you take will bring a And we forgot to the Bible says that you won't give up to one to order his steps. You don't want to order steps. You may say recently, I can take this step. But the Bible says that the ways are still right under the mark. On the end of it is death. On this day, I can declare and declare as you take your steps, your steps won't end in death in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for families that are looking for children. Families are trusting God for child or children. When God bless Adam and Eve, He said, Increase and multiply. That's the standing order of God. Anything contrary to it is not the will of God. Then in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 14, God said, There shall be no men or female barren among my children. And if any is sick by any means, I, the Lord thy God, with my own hands, he will not tell us angels, he said, With my own hands, I will take away their sickness. Why? This word that they must increase and multiply must come to pass. So we pray for Christian homes, trusting God for children, that will tell the living reason why they are not having children on this day's feast. God will reverse it in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. health issue, it issues with their womb or their, their, their body system. May God stabilize whatever is available in their life in the name of Jesus Christ. When they conceive again, the same grace that this Elizabeth, who the people call Baba, and change the story of Elizabeth, may that be the whole story in the name of Jesus Christ.
that same spirit that is in Anna that blessed out your soul and someone. Then this same God sent the same angel to families connected to us by blood, by faith, who are trusting God for children. And I've done all manners of things, visiting shrines, taking part in holy rivers, brought all kinds of oil in their body, trusting God for a child. On this day, as God's people, we declare the death. Your stories are changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. We pray for family that has the story of an end. People dying, people dying, people dying. As a priest, it's always come to my office. People to say, Father, I don't know why I'm dying so much like families. Young people are dying. Even the elderly one that died, they die in the very mysterious and shameful way. There has been one according to us by faith, or by God, that we have these issues. That we have this incessant visitation of the state of death that comes of frustrating our life. Jesus has forgotten them. Paul said, Death, where is your power? Death, where is your spirit? The state of death is sin. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If Jesus has taken away sin, death has lost his power. I count on this, we pray God's mercy. Upon families who are not that God will walk with that God will forgive their sins. Take yeah. away the sin that you know, death power for their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We close the death, the doors of untimely death. Yeah. We close the doors of all forms of negativity that brings about death in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let the peace of life be born out of all in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. God shall die before their time. Yeah. Circumstances and situations and even, you know, raises to take on post lives fearfully. Father, we pray at this hour that we bring to the death in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Jesus escaped from terror, goes against him, and God and the death of over 400 children. Precious Father, I give your children escape. Yeah. I say, give your children escape. Yeah. Give your children escape. Yeah. If you come before fasting, give them escape. Yeah. If you come before bloodshed, give them escape. Yeah. If you come before sickness, give them escape. Yeah. If you come before you know, strange circumstances, that will help you. Give them escape. Yeah. As for us back here, thank you, Father. Your hand that is the control of focus. Bless the families of what you have here. Just for your grace increasing their lives. Heal them of wounds and bless them with joy. Precious for that people console your children do not respond to the call of the vocation for marriage. Heal them with wisdom and love and hope in here with the family. As we want to give up in the church of marriage to obey and renew that their lives to Jesus. Strengthen them that they will keep moving to Jesus, the altar and the future of faith. Precious for that people will bless our children. Their heritage carriers, without despising them, guide their steps, protect them, preserve them. When they are ending and are constant before you, always be with them in the mighty name of Jesus. We cover families with the blood of Jesus. Families where you come peace, we cover peace with our family in the mighty name of Jesus. On this day, husband, receive your wife. On this day, mothers, receive your husband. On this day, we decree children appreciate your parents in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the rules of God will make it through us again. And the God keep us always walking the path of destiny. In the name of the Father, our Son, and the Holy Spirit.